Virgo friends, I'm Annie Botticelli and welcome to my Virgo April 2023 astrology horoscope forecast. This is for you if Virgo is your sun sign, your rising sign, your moon sign, or any other placement that you watch for. What we're going to talk about here is part of your astrological picture. And if you're a very late degree Virgo, so birthday is around September 15th through the rest of the sign or 23 degrees or so through the rest of the sign, I suggest you additionally listen to my Libra report since you're very late degree. Virgos will benefit from both readings. So, wow, what a month. We've got the continuation of our Scorpio-Taurus eclipse cycle. Those eclipses have been in a nice angle for you. That doesn't happen till May, but we are still in the heat of that eclipse manifestation time in April. We also have the beginnings of a new eclipse cycle, an Aries-Libra eclipse cycle. So we'll talk about how that may affect your experience and we'll give you dates there. Um, and we've got the changeover from our super direct stars in, back into retrograde. So we'll talk about what things it's better to do at what time of the month to help align with the natural rhythms of the universe. We'll also talk about what all of this feisty Aries energy is highlighting for you and what the movement of the planets into Taurus may be suggesting that you get onto or what the types of things might happen. And then I'll give you some dates to note um, so that you can mark them in your calendar. Okay, so let's just start at the beginning here. We've got Aries energy abounding. The sun, Chiron, Jupiter, star goddesses, Astraea, Vesta, and Eris, and Mercury for a little longer. Plus the black moon, solar eclipse, and Aries. All happening in Aries. So tons of zest, fire, impetus, action-oriented energies, impulsivity, recklessness, joy, the wonder of, you know, like childlike wonder. Um, impatience is another thing that can come up there. Aggression could come up, um, but also inspiration and just ambition and motiv motivation. So if you want to change your life or change something, you've got so much energy this March and April as these Aries energies are really pushing along. We only have a little bit longer into May where Jupiter is actually in that Aries um, buckets. So, you know, you've got a little bit more time of, of that experience, but you've got all of this Aries energy. So if you, you want to take action, you're going to have lots of chances to do that. Now for um, Virgo placements, all of this energy accentuates your eighth house of other people's money and shared resources. Now you've got a lot of lines of energy highlighting that for you at this time, because not only is the solar eclipse on April 19th or 20th, depending on your time zone, going to be there. And that's our new Aries Libra eclipse cycle that starts now and goes through the end of 2025. It's bringing in more me versus we storylines. That's also highlighting the my stuff versus our stuff houses, which have been activated also from the eclipses that have been happening since the end of 2021. So all Zodiac uh, members have been having a really strong focus on their stuff and other people's stuff because of this eclipse cycle. And now we're weaving in more me versus we. And for Virgo people, this also is accentuating your, um, your house of those things. So, you know, you just kind of can't get around it. There's a lot of shuffling around of energy and things happening right now. Some ways that you might see this eclipse manifest or some of these placements manifest is in estate planning, inheritances, um, credit, debt, capital, you know, investor, angel money, 
It could be deep dive into spiritual or psychological or parapsychological studies. It could be deep union, marriage, connections with, um, you know, very deep connections with other people and financial connections with other people and legal connections with other people. So all of those energies, you know, from all of these placements um, are really brewing at this time for you. Now, if you want to have a little bit of an idea of how this energy may manifest, you first of all might start seeing it already because four to six weeks before the actual eclipse, so this this new cycle of the Aries-Libra eclipses, which is a black moon. A black moon is the second new moon either in a sign or a zodiac, um, a zodiac sign or a calendar month. So it's extra power to this moon because it's a black moon. And then it's the pinnacle of Aries, which is 29 degrees. But if you want to have some insights into how this has manifested before, think back to the end of 2013 through the early 2016, because that's when it happened last time. And then if, if you're old enough, think back to early 2004 to early 2006 and think about how things manifested in the me, we sector and the my stuff, our stuff sectors at that time. And you might notice some themes that you will then again come up now and they could come up with the same people things coming back again or there could be same things with new people so same themes but with you know different people involved this energy does also rule the lotto or winning or earning money and while i'm definitely not an advocate of gambling as you know a practice or an addiction um you know if you feel lucky and just go with it and you have the fun you know the resources to do it that's not going to do anything bad for you if it doesn't work out, then, you know, this the luck is on your side. And Jupiter expanding your other people's money house, I think I've probably told you this story sometime during the time that Jupiter's been here for you about how I had somebody come to me um, for a reading who always entered a sweepstakes for a million dollars and then she was thinking she was going to stop, um, not do it again this year. And I was like, oh, the time to... Jupiter moving through there is is not the time to to not do the sweepstakes. You really need to do the sweepstakes. And then she won the million dollars. Uh, it was pretty crazy, right? So, you know, you that's the kind of energy you have working there um, through May for all of you from the whole house perspective. And then it will last a little bit longer for those of you who are um, September-born Virgos in the Placidus chart. But there's still extra energy this month in that sector because of these other Aries placements and the eclipse. Now, if you want to see more ways that the Aries eclipse can affect you, go to my YouTube channel, Annie Botticelli YouTube, scroll down to my eclipse playlist, click on the eclipses in Aries or first house, and then you can see other ways I've seen this energy manifest. You know, it's basically a very zesty focus on your physical body and yourself and your recognition and your empowerment. You know, this is all about empowerment in positive ways. And while you're there, since this is happening for you in the eighth house as a Virgo, and it will happen for all early, middle, and late degree Virgos in the eighth house, even from the Placidus perspective, because it is a late degree um, eclipse. So you can look for my eclipses in Scorpio video um, on that playlist, because not only will that be in effect from the actual Scorpio eclipse on May 5th at 14 degrees of Scorpio, which is a lunar eclipse, but it's also going to be in effect from the house, the eighth house perspective um, with the Aries eclipse. So double duty there for you. Okay, so besides all of that going on in your eighth house, 
And you can also just study the eighth house. Now would be a really good time to know everything you possibly can about the eighth house. <laughs> you can just do a search for the eighth house in astrology and just read about it because anything in the, that sector is going to be very strongly accentuated for you. But besides that, we have planets moving in, in Taurus. We've got transiting North Node there still. We have star goddess Juno. We've got Uranus there for a long time. We've got Venus there for a shorter time. But all of those placements are trining your Virgo placements, okay? So this is really exciting because a trine is the most fabulous aspect in all of astrology. And this can be lighting up your self-sufficiency, your sustainability, your personal income. This can highlight, um, this is in your ninth house. So this is like teaching and learning, um, education of all kinds, international business and connections, affiliations with church or other spiritual um, groups, anything having to do with broadening your horizons, expanding your horizons, optimism, and creative solutions. So all of that is going on, especially with the extra blessing of Venus there. And those of you who are in the early degree placement, so we'll say the August born Virgo friends, you're having trines with the transiting North Node. And the transiting North Node is the areas of highest expression in this lifetime for you. So a lot of keys are going to be presenting, and this is available to every member of the Zodiac and all Virgo placements, but there's a special tie-in there for you August-born friends or anybody with a, a Virgo placement close to four degrees um, where there's something really significant about your highest expression that has a chance to come in at this time. Mars finally gets out of Gemini where it has been super in a super annoying aspect for you from August of 2022 through March of 2023. So I guess that's going to be a great blessing. Lots of indecision, especially with work and career and stuff going back and forth with father figures or parents, confusion, lack of clarity. But now Mars has moved along into Cancer and now it's making a nice angle for you and it's giving you a lot of energy, which actually could even be obsessive in the house of your networking, friendships, social circles, both online and in person, groups, community projects. So wherever Mars is, there tends to be some level of obsessive energy. And I, I call it the border collie of the Zodiac because it tends to be really obsessed with something. Like my border collie is obsessed with pine needles and having you throw the pine needles. But Mars is going to bring obsession in the sign of cancer, which is real estate, home, family, housing, could be house projects, things like that. And then in the house of friendships and groups and internet-based projects and also patents. If you're an inventor, this is um, a very big time. Okay. So I talked about this last month and I'm sure we'll be talking about this for years as Saturn will be um, in Pisces for years, but this is the, the time where there's the new burst of Saturn into Pisces, which is opposing your sign. So this is going to bring in some serious permanent relationships. It can bring relationships you're in into the next level. Um, it can also test the relationships that you're in. You could be working on a very serious long-term project with other people. And, um, you know, so during this these years uh, through 2026 that Saturn will be in your seventh house, it's really going to be defining and redefining your relationships, the ones that you have and bringing in new, important, long-term relationships. Saturn tends to be very stable. Um, and what it does is it either brings stability into that space and advancement, or it tests the, the ways that 
the ones that you're in are not stable. And if they're not stable, they may wind up getting, um, you know, well, ended, I guess. You know, Saturn is, is really going to test them. And you, I'm sure, have already been feeling that in many ways. But it can be a wonderful thing. You know, this really can bring in your divine partner. This can bring in your marriages. This can bring your long-term partnerships in. Um, and they can be very successful, especially over time. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about the difference between through April 7th and um, what happens after April 7th. Basically, February, March into early April, we're in this divine time of open stars, direct stars, where we don't have any planets going retrograde, and we don't even have any shadow periods of personal planets going retrograde, being Mercury, Venus, or Mars. We're about to step into a period of time where we're going to have a lot of retrograde energy. So it's like a defining time, and there's going to be a very stark difference between these periods of time. So starting April 7th, we slide into Mercury retrograde, which officially happens April 21st. The retrograde is from the 21st of April through May 15th, and then the post transit, retrograde transit goes through May 30th. So for that whole time, changes to schedule, changes, you know, to plans, not being able to do much planning for the future, devices and electronics and transportation means going haywire. Um, you know, a lot of things in your personal space are close to you needing focus. And, you know, just basically a time for inward and backward rather than forward and outward. And that's the defining time of after the first week of April, because until April 7th, we're like blasting forward. We're, you know, doing our launches and our big decisions and planning for the future and things we need clarity for. Um, and now we're going to start the switch inward and backwards. So the difference between the first week of April and the rest of April through all of May, if we're using my analogy of being on the beach through April 7th, you're like sending out your messages in a bottle. You're sending out your, your boat that you've just built to get off the, the island, you know, and you're paddling with the tide because the tides are going out and everything can go out far and wide. Then as of April 7th, the tides start coming in and anything that you put out may come back to you for reevaluation or might not even get out because it's, um, the, because the tide's coming in. So it's the time basically to sit on the beach and see what washes up. You know, you could have some nice little crab visitors that you might want to toss back in the water so they don't, you know, stay out too long. You might have garbage come up that you have to deal with, which is typical of the retrogrades. Anything that was swept under the rug tends to come back again, patterns and relationships and things. Or you may have blessings from the past and blasts from the past surface like your friend shows up on a boat and you're on the beach and you're like, oh, hey, friend, I haven't seen you in a while. So, you know, it's it's more of a time to sit back, let things come to you, be the spider who's woven your web February, March, in the beginning of April, and then you sit back and let the food come to you. And that will help you move with the natural rhythms of the universe instead of against them. And that will also, you know, if you're not scheduling things and being proactive and trying to push things out and force things, then that gives you room for last minute magic. So if you're not scheduling a bunch of things, then that's just that much more time that you have to deal with the things that do come up because you're not on the phone rescheduling all the things that you schedule for this time when things change. Okay, so leave yourself as unscheduled as possible so that you can take advantage of last minute magic. Some people think you can't travel during Mercury retrograde and that is definitely not true. But what is true is that although sometimes plans that are made in retrograde work out, 
it tends to favor last minute plans. So like you're in the retrograde and someone's like, hey, you want to go to do this with me? And then you're like, oh, I happen to have left myself unscheduled. And so, yeah, I can go, you know, rather than you trying to make something work. And after Mercury regulates, it's not going to be too long before we start to get into the Venus retrograde shadow period um, and then Venus retrograde and then another Mercury retrograde. So, you know, we are really want to take as much advantage of February when I'm recording this and posting it March, the beginning of April to like weave all your webs, push everything out that you need to do, do your new things so that you can just sit back and let things come to you and save yourself the drama of trying to keep up the direct pace when you're in a retrograde flow. Okay, so if you'd love to know the open windows and the retrograde windows and just have the calendar ahead for your planning purposes for 2023 and want to understand more of what you can do during direct stars and what you can do during retrograde stars that will jive with the natural rhythms, go to AnnieBAstrology.com and sign up for my exclusive content portal and then you can see that that uh, snapshot of the whole rest of the year for your planning purposes. Okay, so I'm going to give you a few dates here that uh, of notable transits and aspects so that you can mark them on your calendar. If you are a person who loves to know dates and aspects and what you can expect from them and my sweet and salty date uh, calendar, then you can get that when you sign up for my free email newsletter at anniehelpsyou.com. You also get lots of other perks, including early or sometimes only promos. There are promos. I don't do a lot of promos for my paid services, but when I do them, sometimes the public will never see them. Those um, will usually just go to my email list and every once in a while I'll make a public promo. So if you want special promos, you want my 28-day virtual coaching program called Shine for free, definitely sign up at anniehelpsyou.com. Okay, so now we do have more sweet aspects compared to salty ones this month. So that is something to celebrate. Salty aspects are ones that are more challenging or pressured or difficult. And the sweet ones are, of course, as they sound. So we do start out with a little bit of a conflicted aspect. Mercury square Pluto in the days around April 3rd. Look out for ego clashes, challenging news. The days around April 5th. We've got full new moon, full moon in Libra at 16 degrees. So fullness, completion, fruition, possibly drama coming to relationship space. And for Virgos, this actually highlights your money sector. So a big money accomplishment, a big money expenditure, drama in a good way, um, drama in a not as good way, all centered around money and self-sufficiency in the early days of the month. Okay, then we've got April 11th, one of my favorite aspects, Sun, getting together with Jupiter in Aries. This can be a time of amazing luck um, and just, you know, just general ease and grace. Sometimes the Sun can amplify some negative effects of Jupiter. They definitely are there as a possibility, make more ruckuses and blow stuff up. But for the most part, you know, it tends to be a nice little lucky time where there's just extra flow. April 19th or 20th, depending on your time zone, we've got that new moon, black moon, solar eclipse at Aries, 29 degrees, starting a new cycle of initiation that will last through 2025. April 21st, the official Mercury retrograde that goes through May 15th. April 27th, we've got Mars and Cancer squaring, excuse me, squaring Chiron and Aries. So... Some clashes with your family versus yourself. Maybe someone's not super nice within your family or supportive. 
maybe some old wounds coming up or someone cutting, saying something that cuts right down to your core. But then on the 29th, we have the same Mars in Cancer in a better mood with a nice angle with Uranus. So a sweet surprise could come from the conflict that happened a couple of days before. Or something unrelated can come in regarding, you know, home, family, money, and things like that. If you love how I teach and you want to learn, go to loomlife.com, L-U-M-E life.com. I do have free courses there, including some wellness courses, and I have an Unleash Your Money Magnet money course. If you want to change your money consciousness, I've got a free class to help you do that. And I have paid services too, including my Astrology Basics and Beyond course, if you want to just start with the basics. But if you want to go for the big time, you want to be a professional astrologer, or you want to go deeper into learning about your chart to help yourself and your friends and family, then register for my Becoming a Professional Astrologer Mastery course, which is designed to help you, no matter what stage you're at, feel confident with learning readings and get from ground zero, or if you're advanced, I have many people who have um, gone through my course who have been doing astrology for a long time, but need help weaving together what they know into giving a great reading every time and knowing what to narrow down and learning how to earn money as an astrologer. So if you think I put a lot into my free resources, you should see what I put into my paid ones. And you can find all those at loomlife.com, L-U-M-E life.com. All of these links are in the notes underneath the podcast or video. If you want to watch the video and you're listening to the podcast, you can go to YouTube. If you're on YouTube, you can search for Astro Kisses with Annie Botticelli um, to listen to the syndicated podcast. I hope you have a wonderful month and I'll see you next month.